Welcome back everyone. I'm honored to be able to host today's guest, which is the Deputy CTO and Chief Architect of Software AG. Welcome to the podcast, Christoph. Hi, thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you here. No, we love to, uh, you know, that I'm very extroverted, uh, so I love to, uh, to talk and it's a good um, opportunity for me to reflect on the things, especially at the beginning of the year, to reflect on the past and, and tell everyone and, and discuss with you uh, the future. So that's an excellent opportunity for us. To mm, talk. I think a lot of people have requested you to come onto the podcast as well, because they see you everywhere on Twitter, uh, commenting about IOTA and Software AG. But I think a lot of people lack a bit of uh, understanding, like what actually Software AG has to do with IOTA, etc. Uh, but that will be all cleared up today, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could just start off, like, how did you discover IOTA? Actually, it wasn't even me who discovered IOTA. We had back in 2017, 2018, we had a really a formal evaluation appraisal project where we looked into a lot of blockchain and dlt technologies if i remember correctly we had about 95 honestly i i looked it up earlier 95 promising blockchain technologies and we narrowed that down to 31 which would be of importance or could be of importance to software g and uh, one of my colleagues who was engaged also and then working with me on, on, on that uh, discovery phase uh, was uh, um, identifying IOTA. Obviously, we are a German software company, the second largest, by the way. And uh, the IOTA Foundation being headquartered in, in Berlin would make a perfect fit. And also IoT would make a, a perfect fit. I, were not, I was not totally convinced uh, initially, actually. Uh, but over the times, uh, we... Uh, we intensified, uh, you know, that's 2017, 2018, and then in 2021, uh, 2022 this year, the projects kind of culminated. Uh, so that was definitely a strategic exercise back then. And I have been uh, supporting that uh, journey since then. I'm, I'm and also Software G, we are in uh, for, for the long term uh, benefits of, of such a technology. We don't want uh, to, to reap uh, short term benefits and, and I don't know, uh, speculate or <laughs> something mm. like that. Like, uh, what convinced you to go for IOTA? And like, why wouldn't you, for instance, use Ethereum? Yeah, that was uh, uh, an excellent question. I also asked uh, in, initially, I, I understand IOT. I also was um, enthusiastic uh, by, by the Tangle and also the research papers. I'm a theoretical physicist, so I, I'm, I'm more than peaked into that. I, I was uh, not totally convinced uh, about the permissionless and, and the fixed token supply, but it's more than just technology uh, which uh, convinced us over the, over the time. O- obviously, the technology has to be sound because that's is, uh, that it will be imprinted into software and our customers don't care that the people are nice and, and that there are some surrounding effects and whether they are headquartered in Berlin or not, they care, they care about that. Can we use, can we do something sensible with the technology? So mm-hmm. technology was okay. There was uh, uh, at that time and, and it even got better. But then also uh, the people, I obviously we, we met uh, with Holger very early, uh, but also we had, I remember a, 
uh, the session Holger and uh, and Dom, where we pitched uh, IOTA, I think, I don't know, 2018, 2019, to our board members, to the chief product officer and the CTO at that time. And it was very positive, but also Regine, the whole team and I'm, I'm more talking with the with the leadership teams here is uh, extremely uh, approachable they know their stuff uh, and uh, over the over the years uh, the it, it was always easy to at least for software G, uh, because we had some some traction obviously and some project uh, backing up our claims uh, to access them I mean we Menno, for instance uh, who is the the project manager for EBSI, we met Menno when he was still at GFT to talk about uh, synergies. And so the community is a little bit, uh, so after time, you know, uh, the, the people who, 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 who walk the talk, you know, not, not just uh, people who, who uh, broadcast an image and, and they cannot fulfill it. And thirdly, uh, over the time, what uh, convinced us uh, even more was the capability of uh, the Alter Foundation to learn from also from things which didn't went well in the past. I mean, I started um, looking into the technology when we still had ternary, we had Cubic and Abra, which I found nice, but you know, I'm, I'm from enterprise perspective, if we have 15% or 17% energy efficiency of ternary over spinary, no one of our customers would care about 10%, 12, 15. So it, it was kind of a little bit a distraction. And the leadership team and the foundation was really able over the course of the last years to refocus all their efforts. And if you look now at the breadth of the offering and how they have evolved it further, like the smart contracts, like identity, um, staking, Firefly, the wallets, that's a breadth, I mean, streams for instance and stronghold we had the the, the signatures of that mum mask authenticated messaging already in the in the earlier phases but the tech the people and the ability of the iota foundation to learn from the past evolution that gives us the confidence that they will learn and together with them we will learn and our customers will be able to apply that learning also in the future because honestly no one knows how, how uh, distributed ledger technologies will be applied in five, 10 years. The European Union won't know, we won't know. So this co-innovation cycle needs uh, to be fueled and sustained by learning organizations on both ends, the technology supplier, like Software G, like the IOTA Foundation, and the, the customers of that. And I really like that trios technology, people, and learning, the capability to learn from past experience, that makes a terrific uh, combination, honestly. Mm. Like, uh, before we move on, like, could you explain a little bit what Software AG actually is? And like... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are, we are one of the best kept secrets in the software markets. We are only B2B, so we sell integration software. When you have a lot of applications, when you have a lot of IoT devices, when you have a lot of machines and you need to integrate and manage and extract some meaning out of the data and events, you take uh, you you take our software, like uh, brand names like Web Methods. Uh, people and organizations have been using the European Central Bank, for instance, have been using that to link the various national banks for ages. I mean, we have been in the software. G has been in the business of integration since uh, the 50 years almost. I mean, initially we invented the database, but now the integration and IoT is our core business. So we provide 
like IOTA a little bit, we provide a horizontal platform where you can integrate anything you want. IoT, cloud services, applications like SAP, um, a, a data lakes, whatever you want. And the reasoning why people would want to do that is, obviously, if you have uh, 10 applications and they want to talk to each other, you can hand wire every single application to every other of the nine. But that will scale very terribly, quadratically. You, you can't manage it. You can't change it which is even more problematic today. If you have an interface and uh, one application changes, you would have to change nine others. No one can afford to do that. So mm. this abstraction layer in the middle, also for IoT devices, where we are talking about uh, billions of devices in, in 2025, around 50 billions, if I last uh, had a look at the forecasts, you have to provide as an organization an intermediation, a horizontal layer, Horizontal means agnostic of the, the industry segment you are in. And that is what we really can uh, do uh, elegantly and uh, very efficiently. So we are one of the technology leaders there. Fighting with the big American companies, by the way. No one has been uh, waiting for a mid-sized, we have 5,000 people around. No one has been waiting for a, a middle-sized uh, German company uh, to fight against uh, Google. So we have to be better technology-wise. Mm. Uh, was there any achievements made by IOTA that Software AG was really impressed by? Yeah, in the last years, uh, honestly, the migration to Chrysalis. I mean, everyone is now taking that for granted. But from an architecture perspective, we know how hard it is to change during uh, the, the project. During, uh, I mean, you had to maintain the uh, the mainnet, obviously, to change the architecture. But that was a very, very wise decision. If you look at the future architecture of Accordi side, because now all the underlying micro kernels, micro architectures, microservices are in place. So that was um, excellent. And then it went uh, uh, like a charm, at, at least from the, from the outside, which gives us a lot of um, the confidence that also Cordicide uh, will run very smoothly. And then, at, at the, uh, unfortunately for me as a private person, uh, unfortunately during the Christmas period, the, uh, the IOTA Foundation obviously um, announced assembly and shimmer, um, uh, the staging and, and the smart contracts networking, which will provide much needed uh, test environments, uh, staging environments, where to learn how to do tokenomic, uh, tokenomics uh, correctly. The, the NFT, for instance, the uh, tokenization framework. I mean, no, right now, NFTs are, are kind of a, a, a hype. It's like the tulip mania in, in, in the 17th century, honestly. Mm. But what about doing some sensible stuff with NFT, NFTs, like um, the putting identity of devices there? And that's then no longer, that's something else that's uh, for real and people probably would need that. So those achievements, um, Chrysalis and the, the assembly and Shimmer, they give they lend much credence uh, to the core side. Really, that was impressive. Even though no one is speaking no longer, so it's, it's always taken for granted what you have achieved. But honestly, I, um, it's good um, to have such a strong basis and, and fundament for mm. building. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, a, a project that, well, a topic that you are always seen around is the EBSI. Uh, could you yep. explain, like, what is that? 
Ah, yeah, that's uh, that, uh, honestly, I was a little bit disappointed that uh, the European Union started with Hyperledger uh, as uh, part of their European blockchain services initiative. I think a couple of years ago, they, they set out and they wanted to create a, a blockchain environment uh, between the different member states. And I think it's a worthwhile exercise because the 26 uh, member states they have a little trust, uh, a little bit of trust between each other. But honestly, everyone wants to check what the other party, what the other member state, and especially the commission has been doing. If you think grants, if you think about uh, asylum applicants, if you think about identity, I mean, people and, and member states want to, to have their own systems and want to exchange data, but know what the data has been used for. So excellent idea to use distributed ledger technologies for that. And, uh, that, and that infrastructure has already been established. Uh, the German, um, the, the, the public uh, or official German, uh, the printing company, you know, the, the company which is printing the passports, uh, they, they operate one of the nodes. But the European Union, uh, actually the European Commission, is fully aware that this is a playground. If you, if you build it on, on, on Ethereum and Hyperledger, they need to scale up. And in the... And, and, and they also were aware, and that was uh, around one year ago, so the 2019, uh, 2020, 2021, they were acutely aware that no, at that time, none of the available blockchain DLT technologies would be able to handle traffic like 25 million new product re registrations per minute. Or let's say, um, for customs, around 15 billion transactions per minute. I mean, you can divide that between read and write, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, we're not talking about what, give me a second, uh, just to get the proportion right. Bitcoin, like uh, the, every six minutes, you have a chunk of transactions, unbelievable. And uh, in, one, uh, in one year, they expect about around 100 uh, to 150 trillion updates in uh, certain uh, the product lifecycle tracking things. The vision of the European Commission is that a, a ledger-based solution would be able to track the lifecycle of every single product brought into the market in the European Union. That all has to do with uh, sustainability, uh, that, that we cannot go on um, and wasting the products, etc. But these are volumes and the velocity of transaction where they were, the European Commission was aware that none of existing technologies would be able to do that. So they started a pre-commercial procurement where the European Commission would pay a selected few potential technology vendors to further develop with the European Commission's money, so that's uh, the money of the European um, citizens, obviously, so that a few technology providers would be able uh, to, to develop further their offerings towards uh, such a high velocity and volume uh, capabilities. And there was a tender at, at the end of uh, 2019, and we had almost 40 applicants here, and it's called uh, pre-commercial procurement. So the EBSI PCP, that's the project we are talking about. And uh, 38 or whatever, 40 
technology vendors submitted that and um, the software uh, the, the iota foundation with a software g as a subcontractor we actually won that tender and we won we were then uh, one of the seven contestants who would be allowed to, to further develop uh, the solution and uh, the idea is that over three phases you know phase one was only three months and it was just a uh, the just is a little bit of a misnomer. There was a lot of work to be done uh, to, to exemplify, to, to work out uh, the details for the later phases in more detail. And you had to apply, you had to actually submit uh, a bit. Uh, and it was a competitive situation whether we would be taken also for phase 2A. And uh, that would be a six month phase, which has started already. Uh, it officially started at the 18th of uh, December, so no one was really working honestly at that time. But uh, in this phase, the five contestants which have been selected for the phase 2A have to demonstrate, they have to run tests at their own testing facility and also at testing facilities of the European Commission, which is kind of cumbersome, honestly, but that's how reality will bite later on. You cannot uh, select the customer, um, the, the customer's IT environment. And that's exactly the kind of sanity check. Will our software be able to run on a customer's particular infrastructure? That's the acid test. Not that I can deploy some microservices somewhere else on a sanitized, a clean environment. Yeah, everyone can show that. So this is real. And that's phase 2A, which will be accomplished uh, sometime in the early summer i think uh, yeah. you can you can calculate for yourselves 18th of uh, december so that will be 18th of june i think we talked uh, two two mm. weeks more it will be the beginning of july after the tests they will the european commission will also evaluate uh, the performance of the tests uh, how we uh, the, the did against our promises and then we can apply for the final phase 2b which is uh, 12 months uh, further testing, further elaboration, uh, also commercialization a little bit. I, I, I have forgotten actually that uh, the, 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 the proposal IOTA and Software AG submitted for phase 2A was also the best ranked proposal of the, mm. of the commission. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely the, the maturity of the technology, the learnings, the, um, the, the foundation has applied to that tender uh, were enormous and uh, that paid off honestly yeah so we are confident mm. like do you believe that the iota technology is the best fit for this project honestly absolutely i would have been a little bit more cautious uh, two or three years ago and i still remember that we had a workshop with holger in dusseldorf our iot home base and we were approaching iota from the iot machine to machine business so it was 2017 18-ish something like that but if you look at IOTA today, the only thing IOTA has to do with, in particular with IoT, is the first three letters of the name. IOTA is a full-fledged generic DLT technology, high-speed, high-performance, smart contracts, identity, wallets, um, and, and that's fantastic. The breadth of the offering, don't forget streams. Uh, and stronghold and all the additional frameworks which you need if you want to base your corporate use cases on a single DLT. So absolutely. And also the permissionlessness is uh, a, a massive advantage. 
uncertain, and, and I'm, I, really, I really want to get that across, uncertain, not in all cases, but in certain cases, definitely, if you want to provide um, the free access for every organization in Europe, for every enterprise, it would be hard uh, to, to come up with a, with a decent uh, permissioned uh, system. But, and, and that's definitely the, the setting IOTA apart, uh, also from the other competitors, yeah. Mm. Uh, so we spoke about the phase 2A, which is now ongoing. Uh, I think that was a total of six competitors, uh, which will end mid-summer. And then... Phase... Oh, it's only five. 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 Okay, we only sorry. five now. Yeah, there are no problem. <laughs> uh, so phase 2 happens uh, this summer, and it will go on for a year, you said. How many competitors will be left in phase 2B? Uh, there will be a minimum of three. Mm. Uh, and if, uh, if 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 the money, there is a kind of a limit on the funding. Uh, so if the, if there is still some funding left uh, for the fourth one, uh, there will be four contestants. I expect between two, three and four. Yeah, okay. but three is the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. So so what's the main objective for phase two B? Um, in phase two B, you will extend the the, the volume and uh, the use cases. The, the European Commission is very keen on seeing the, the real the vertical use cases implemented on top of, of the platform, like a product passport, you know, from cradle to grave, that you create a product and that all the sustainability requirements and uh, proofs of origin of, of, the, of, of the, the product are in there. And, and phase 2B will be much more extensive in testing uh, these business relevant capabilities against the backdrop of high volume than phase 2a i mean phase 2a you we have two testing cycles uh, for for two months each so the amount of of real critical uh, testing and also integration testing uh, will be limited in phase 2b we expect also that integration you know that the, the blockchain the tangle is is a, is an ecosystem but we will have to attach and link that ecosystem with the external world. I mean, most of the, the real data will come from outside IoT sensors, ERP systems, supply chain, manufacturing, travel, whatever 5G is able to permit. So this will also be part of uh, phase 2B. Mm. Uh, so if we just jump one and a half year uh, into yeah. the future, uh, let's say IOTA won the entire thing. Like what happens then? Yep. Yeah, the, the the notion of winning is is maybe too too focused on a single a technology provider. The European Commission will select uh, the, the the three finalists or the four finalists. Uh, those will be um, proposed uh, to the Euro European Commission uh, to use uh, for the next phases of EBSI, and uh, there won't be. That if, if IOTA is ranked first after that phase to be, there won't be immediately uh, a new business. But uh, over the after phase to be has ended and uh, the European blockchain services infrastructure will upgrade to the next version, the member states uh, will turn, and this is the expectation of the commissions uh, right now, will turn to these three or four best technologies to implement it. Mm. I have I have um, introduced the word co-innovation earlier. Uh, honestly, the European Commission is also in a in a learning process together with the contestants, with the technology vendors, how to best apply these technologies 
to the future EBSI. And that is not yet fully decided. But honestly, my expectation and my hope, obviously, would be that the future or a significant part of the future ABSI will be based on IOTA. So that every member state, the, the nodes there, whatever architecture the European Commission will foresee for the first use cases they implement on the EBSI, IOTA will be the platform they are going to use. Mm. I, I strongly believe in that. There yeah. will be other platforms as well for, for a different use case. Maybe they choose a second one for a purely permissionless or with other characteristics. But a significant part of the future ABSI infrastructure will be based on IOTA. That's my expectation, but if this is a personal opinion and that no one in the European Commission will tell you anything about that. And obviously it's, uh, it's our hope that we yeah. will be able to achieve. And I'm very optimistic that we can. So when can we expect to see IOTA actually being used on a bigger scale, do you think? Um, that not only depends on, on EBSI, because after EBSI, they definitely, and the, the phase 2B will, will end in 2023. Uh, so if, if they change to, uh, if they implement uh, then IOTA and probably one or two of the other finalists, uh, it will be at the end of 2023, 2024, where we'll see for EBSI, or we could see, yeah, this is all future, <laughs> mm. obviously, so that we will see um, IOTA being uh, deployed on a, on, a, on a large scale. But we have other projects as well. I mean, Software AG, we have um, an asset sharing, asset tracking solution, uh, which is now almost uh, not finalized, but uh, the, the way forward. You know that on Twitter, I've been adamant on sharing uh, all the projects. And this would be my uh, the, one of the five projects I mentioned that Software AG has been pursuing. Mm. Uh, was that S sharing asset tracking. And we just received a couple of days ago, uh, kind of a 99% of go together with our customers to go forward with that project. It had nothing to do with the technology. It's all about commercials, you know, and and and, and the revenue projections and uh, customers of our customers. Uh, so, and if that flies, that project, we will see uh, a, a real non, a, a large non-trivial use case uh, in asset sharing, asset tracking, uh, probably at the end of this year. Mm -hmm. And um, if all goes well. You know that I'm very outspoken and extrovert. I like to to present things also as a challenge for myself, and and for the, for the technology and for software. G maybe in the in the first half of this year, maybe even Aprilish, March, Aprilish, Mayish, uh, we can announce that, uh, or we will announce that. Mm. Um, I think May we had uh, some conference in mind uh, so that we can announce kind of an alpha version of uh, what we can do. But wow. I can't right now tell you the client. So and that would be really, it's that would be um, a, a real thing. You know, you have a, a customer that's not like uh, that we have been trying and, and writing an adapter. There is paying customers behind that. And it's a real use case, a, a productive use case uh, mm. to be done. Not so, uh, not POC, not testing, not uh, we are not a research project. I like research projects, but government is funding them. There is no government involved. Honestly, it's just and this is why it's so hard. Uh, we have been chasing that opportunity since 2019, hmm. three years. But I am patient. Let's win that, and I will yeah. come back and tell you. Yeah. So that so 
this year I expect uh, some things um, uh, to materialize. Also with uh, with uh, assembly and shimmer probably, um, but uh, any time between the end of 2022 uh, and uh, the beginning of 2024 when we hopefully have the first EBSI infrastructure running on IOTA, that will be the the time window where I, I really believe that we will see um, IOTA being used on a bigger scale. Mm. Because the question I was about to ask you is how involved are software AG with IOTA? And I guess you just confirmed this quite a lot. Uh, so you mentioned five projects, um, which... Uh, yeah, the famous five. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The number one was EBSI PCP phase one. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's finished. Um, the, the number two was EBSI PCP phase 2A, which is still running and where we, and this is our role also here, I mean, we do not provide uh, the, the technology, IOTA Tangle technology. What we want to provide is the link to the external world. Look, think of software AG platforms as the universal oracle for the Tangle. That is what we want uh, to do, that you can uh, run your smart contracts, you can deploy them using our technology, and then we will provide the link to your ERP systems, to your IoT systems, to your sensors, to your quantum processing unit, if you want to do that. That is where we see ourselves, and this is our role in uh, EBSI PCP, to ensure and to demonstrate how easy it is to interface with the Tangle and the various frameworks of the Tangle. I mean, identity is uh, definitely a thing, streams, uh, smart contracts. We want to prove that. And this is why we uh, are really proud uh, to be part of that um, uh, the group or to be a subcontract, actually the only one of, mm. uh, uh, of IOTA Foundation in that. So you mentioned that you, you're more or less adopting IOTA technology into your products. Uh, how are your customers reacting to that when you mention crypto? I, I have to um, be a little bit more specific when, when you say that we are adopting IOTA in, into our products. We are not doing that uh, uh, right now. What we are doing, and this is, uh, we are doing that incrementally. And, and mm -hmm. one thing is in that, um, in that research projects uh, with EBSI, or this pre-commercial procurement, I should say, we are test driving uh, the, the future architectures, how to best do that. And uh, in uh, the asset sharing uh, projects uh, that I've been talking about, we will use these, uh, the learnings of uh, the PCP project uh, to do that in a second round. And we will evolve the way uh, to what extent, I mean, do we, do we write an Ecumulosity IOTA adapter first? And where do we deploy identity first, is that web methods or is that Comolosity? We have not decided yet. And also the architecture is not fixed yet. Uh, but uh, the, the strategy here is to work with the foundation in PCP with our customers. And in that case, of course, the asset sharing opportunity is a real customer, but also with other co-innovation customers, how to best place uh, IOTA compatibility and adapters and node software, whatever, into our products. So this is also co-innovation for us. Mm. We don't do that alone. Yeah. Wow. Um, but also, uh, what's Software AG's view on the IOTA token? Like, are you more focused on the technology or are you also interested, interested in the token? Our number one concern is the technology. Uh, honestly, the, the, the token is a secondary 
the element, uh, of course, uh, uh, once we have quadricide, it will be the, the primary means how to govern access in terms of network congestion. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, that, 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 that sometimes people seem to confuse. There are no, there will be no transaction fees in IOTA. With IOTA network, will be free for all, all the time, all around the clock, everywhere. And uh, I mean, someone would have to 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 subsidize every single IOTA transaction and every single node. I mean, we have a lot of people who do that right now. Uh, but in terms of network congestion, there will be the money. We will need the, the, the token for, uh, for granting access uh, because that's the other side of the value the network has. The network is only congested if there is a value, if some other people see value in using that. It's, it's a commons and you have to govern the commons. Otherwise, it will be depleted uh, faster than you can think. So that will be the role of the token in, in one way. And the other thing where we are not uh, totally sure uh, how that evolves, and this is why we are uh, grateful also for Assembly and Shimmer, we need a playground to test with our customers uh, how, how to use the token, not just as, as, as a simple mechanism for regulating access in terms of network congestion, the mana, which is the access mana, obviously you would recognize that, but also how to use the token for tokenomics. And the problem, there are a lot of interesting books about tokenomics, but I have looked, I have had a look at some of them, either it's trivial or they just extrapolate from the current and, and anything goes. We want to look at concrete use cases, probably using one of the, the, the staging network or assembly to learn about what use cases uh, really need the token. I am aware that a lot of discussion has been going on on Discord about how the assembly token and the shimmer tokens uh, will be of value uh, anytime soon. And that obviously depends on the use cases and, and, and whether we can find use cases where the possession of the token and the moving, moving tokens from one account to the other. Uh, that presents uh, something valuable to to someone, but this discussion is is still to be done, I think, mm. and uh, we are open to that. I was initially worried that IOTA only has a limited token supply, which is usually not a good thing in an ever expanding economy. Uh, that we know that from from past experience. Uh, that that will also uh, hit uh, Bitcoin. I mean, right now. Uh, it's, it's obviously the, the shortage of token. And this is not um, um, inflation-free. Uh, the, the people in Bitcoin, they don't understand inflation uh, correctly. But uh, the limited token supply can present in the future, maybe in 2050, 2060, a problem when you want uh, to when you want to scale that part uh, of the tangle, when you want to do more transaction, then you need more money. Mm. Number one recommendation here would be to do sharding and to have uh, the trees, a tree of tangles, uh, then uh, that could, uh, then you can get rid of that, um, honestly. So I'm not too much concerned, but learning tokenomics uh, would be really interesting for us. So we speculate right now, but we don't have a, a particular point of view uh, right now. Mm. And I'm also guessing that uh, for the EBSI, that it's, it's not too much token focus, it's more technologies like identity and streams and all that 
that they specifically asked us to provide some more guidance in phase 2A about how that uh, might be used. And, and we will uh, we will do that. Also in phase one, we had uh, we did some uh, recent research on commercialization of that. Uh, EBSI also wants um, uh, that the, the, the technology vendors provide some ideas how they would pitch the technology on their own, so that not just the Euro European Community, the member states use the technology, but everyone else. And I think uh, tokenomics and uh, the way how the IOTA token may be used in the future, we will give a little bit more thought to that also in phase 2a mm. and I'm, yeah. I'm also you know, saying that we see all these uh, government uh, projects popping up everywhere around the world uh, but it's always just the technologies not, not token involved but I'm, i like to think that when they are getting used to, to the technology and they starting to accept it then it's so much easier to just implement the token along the way yeah, yeah. On the other hand, the token also has, uh, if you look at it as a governance uh, token, I mean, many other uh, the blockchains are using or DLTs are using that. And that's also, of, of course, um, uh, for assembly and shimmer that also governing the, the EBSI infrastructure could be uh, regulated uh, via the possession of tokens. If, if they want to do that. It's much too early that the European Commission has already indicated any way they want to, to, uh, to go there. So it's only speculation of my side, but that would be a possibility. And certainly they rely to the technology vendors to suggest some plausible ideas for them. If you look at how decisions in the European Commission's uh, European Union are made, I mean, that, that's awful. We don't have a common um, a, a foreign policy. Everyone that wants to move in a different direction. So that could be kind of solved to a certain degree, not totally by, by the proper use of tokens, for instance, which is mm. very strategic, has nothing to do with the technology. It's really a means of distributing voting rights. Mm. Uh, so that that could be a cool case, and but we still have to look at it, it into it. And I cannot promise that uh, this will be a part of our proposal, mm -hmm. but I I could imagine that. Yeah. Uh, nice. Um, so, what's the plan for the future with IOTA? I think the plan for the future is they have a, a decent roadmap, uh, honestly. And I also sometimes I discover myself looking at the roadmap because they achieve uh, many things. I mean, uh, identity is at beta three. I think Yella is, uh, is doing a fantastic uh, job here, very reassuring. I think the focus on on uh, Cordy side uh, is, is is absolutely correct. And now with all the difficulties, we know OTV on Tangle voting and uh, that you have to change uh, probably the course. Uh, I'm, I'm not worried that, uh, or I wouldn't be worried if the quarter side will not happen in, 2023, uh, in 2022, but only in 2023. I, I can just repeat, we are in, in the, in, for, for the long run. Mm. Uh, and, uh, it, it, and having maybe coordinators uh, or having this kind of, of interaction points or, or policy enforcement points, the European Commission is not so concerned. 
uh, that that we need a fully decentralized network. I mean, after all, it's the European Commission. Maybe you, a few, a couple of coordinators could play a role. So there are use cases where the complete decentralization is not what is is needed from a from a, a governance or, or use case perspective. For some others, obviously, um, you need to have coordinate without any central authority. So what I really am looking forward is to see assembly and shimmer. Uh, evolve, um, especially with regards to smart contracts. Uh, IOTA, I think uh, Holger mentioned that in, in, in several of his tweets, IOTA has so much evolved from an IoT or M2M blockchain that we need to pitch that. We need to also attract uh, DeFi uh, kind of um, use cases onto uh, assembly and later on, obviously, onto the mainnet, because this will demonstrate that there is a different underlying layer one network technology available for doing identity. And uh, if Microsoft um, is using Bitcoin for, the, for their ION identity overlay network, I mean, that's ridiculous. The European Commission has especially looked into the sustainability of uh, the technologies uh, which were offered. It's un unthinkable that Ethereum or Bitcoin will play any role here. Uh, I, I totally understand that uh, that's the price you have to pay uh, if you completely uh, do not trust each other, but POW is, uh, is uh, even if you can access green power, etc. There are Bitcoin maximalists who tell me that my wrong, that's completely wrong and there is brown power to be had and it, it's like, I don't buy that, honestly. Mm. And this is where IOTA can, can fit in as a general purpose DLT and this is where we have to solidify our our market impression and, and, and brand image, um, honestly, a little bit. And the project will uh, will, uh, will 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 tell for themselves. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And there's another um, governmental project, if that's a word, uh, Gaia <laughs> X. Could you explain yeah. a bit more about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gaia X. <laughs> We've been involved in Gaia X. Since uh, two years now, and uh, if you if we want uh, if I want to sum it up, it's unofficial. Then Gaia X tries to implement uh, standards, technology standards and governance standards. By the way, for implementing a data and service mesh, that's technically in one sentence what Gaia X uh, sets out. And uh, originally or initially, there was no. Uh, distributed ledger technology needed uh, for that anywhere. It was like uh, you had self-descriptions for the services, uh, which would be verified. So you have a little bit verifiable credentials, uh, self-descriptions. You can think of like open API uh, 3.0 plus plus um, the kind of API descriptions. Yeah, maybe a little bit of service orchestration as well, because we want to have infrastructure as a service, platform as a service, software as a service. We want to have that seamlessly linked. The idea was to have a, an interoperability standard, uh, which is conforming to European values uh, and not to the AWS and Google Cloud Platform and uh, Azure uh, dynamics. Uh, you know that uh, uh, data the protection is different in some parts of the world or Alibaba or Tencent. 
uh, then and, and they rarely achieve the level of scrutiny of the GDPR. And GAIX wanted to solve that for some applications. It wants to give the users of cloud technology, it wants to give those users, those companies, the freedom to select. Maybe for some use case, you don't need GDPR compliance. You are fine with AWS. But for some others, it's unconceivable to me that you would do that you would place your servers you would give that to aws i mean if if honestly if the german government has is now going to telecom and uh, and telecom is using google software for doing the cloud i mean you you have forfeited all rights it's like believing if you buy a cisco router there is no backdoor into your router i mean haven't you those people have not understood a, a single thing what uh, Snowden uh, has told us. Of course, they're, it's unconceivable that the US, they have spied on Angela Merkel without any regret, any remorse, shamelessly will they do, and they will continue to do that. So the only way for Europe to gain sovereignty is to make and to link the much smaller cloud providers by a suitable set of standards. And the, and the AWS and the Microsoft, they have two reasons to be on GAIA-X as well. The first one is they want to influence that. They want to overflow it with their good ideas. And they have very, they have very good ideas, but they want to, to you know, you, you, can, you can break a project uh, because you chunk it up. You make it so big that no one can solve it. But the second thing is that if it turns out that GAIA-X, and I very much hope so, that, that it flies, then they obviously want to implement GAIA-X standards because otherwise they are going to lose a part of their business because the European cloud vendors, Atos, Oviash, uh, the Austrian Telecom, how, how, how they are called, they will band together, at least this is the hope, uh, once the standards uh, have materialized and open source implementation for that, they will band together and then the German government, the European Commission, they will never, ever give away their data to AWS. Mm. I mean, the UK, for instance, the UK has now uh, uh, um, uh, agreed to a cloud contract where the military is, is, is hosting their data on AWS. It's unbelievable. The level of, the level of uh, um, the incapacity of Boris Johnson is remarkable. It's unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> I can, it's laughable. Honestly, it's, um, they, they are, he's really a traitor, honestly. At that level, it's, you can only call it, uh, the, the, because you cannot give away this data. You cannot ever do that. There is, you can't trust it here. And that's probably uh, where, where DLTs come into play, honestly. Normally, GAIAX wouldn't need uh, DLTs. Uh, but for, um, for certain verifications, uh, DIDs, uh, decentralized identifiers, uh, the, the federated catalog for managing the transactions, the updates between catalogs, there will be a plethora, there will be a lot of different catalogs for the different verticals in GAIA-X. I mean, the European Union is uh, supporting, I think, 17 or 18 data spaces right now, but uh, GAIA-X will be much larger. I expect uh, hundreds of individual GAIA-X ecosystems to emerge. And distributed ledger technologies may provide the scalable foundation to, to solve uh, verification problems here. Mm. 
um so, yeah yeah please but uh what's uh so if iota is going to be a part of this which it already is then it's more towards the identity side of it uh, there are uh, uh we have to uh, to differentiate two things uh the iota is participating in, in at least two Gaia-X uh, projects. Uh, one is IECO, uh, the, the building um, and property tech uh, projects. Uh, Software G is also in that consortium where we are using it um, to provide uh, Gaia-X compliant services and they will rely on smart contracts and identity provided by IOTA. Uh, the, the IOTA technology is also in the Gaia-X for advanced mobility services projects. We actually software G. That is my project number five, by the way, uh, where uh, we are we are handling the IOTA technology. Also, to gain a little bit more uh, kind of familiar familiarity with um, you know with uh, Hornet and B and Chronicle and, and all that stuff. Uh, so that's another project where IOTA technology will uh, familiarize itself with Gaia X at the core infrastructure layer. Uh, we have to catch up a little bit because the ocean protocol, you know, the, the mm. residue of big chain DB, they are pitching everything. They are, they are flooding um, everyone in, in a good way, but, but they are almost the only DLT which is being considered. Uh, for the, for various uh, data sharing, uh, compute to data elements, uh, verifiable credentials and, and that stuff. So we have to, uh, uh, IOTA needs to, to ramp up a little bit here uh, to provide a, a, a different uh, technology. Mm. And not that uh, the Ocean Protocol is bad per se, but um, I, I would be cautious that we just look into a single technology uh, here. Yeah. So we, we need to, and that's a little bit at the IOTA Foundation. I don't know what they are planning here uh, totally exactly, but by these uh, GAIA-X projects, Lighthouse projects, IECO and uh, GAIA-X for AMS, we will uh, look how, uh, into the best ways how to, how to use the technology uh, also to, to be kind of a counterbalance uh, to the Ocean Protocol. Does uh, GAIA-X also have a timeline similar to what EBSI has or? Yeah, they want um, GAIA-X, uh, let me put it, it differently, GAIA-X um, wants to provide open standards based on open source implementations. Uh, that's a, a very proven pattern. Uh, the OMG is doing the same. Uh, the internet and in the old days also they had uh, open standards like RFCs and you have to you have to have two independent open source implementations. Otherwise, it would not be considered an RFC. And GAIA-X is the same. If they have a standard for identity, they need and they want to provide an open source implementation of that standard. And we expect to see the first slate of open source implementations of the so-called federation services kind of May, May, June uh, mm. this year. And that will be the, the time when uh, the, the, the projects uh, will really be able to use that, uh, those, uh, those uh, implementations of the standards. But it's an evolving uh, thing. And uh, the CTO of GAIX, uh, Pierre Cronier, is uh, very hard working to providing a roadmap uh, and uh, aligning at the different streams, which is a, a considerable task, I have to say. It's uh, amazing. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's so much going on, uh, so much to uh, looking forward to. Um, I'm guessing there's quite a lot of things behind the scenes that you can't uh, inform us about right now. Um, but is there anything you would like to add? 
Um, I think that the general outlook, uh, my, my, I, I was always convinced, if you look at the previous podcasts uh, of mine, I was always convinced about uh, IOTA, but uh, this conviction has only solidified and grown. Uh, it's amazing. And uh, the really, honestly, also on, on, on all levels, technology-wise, um, organizational-wise, I mentioned the learning of the organization. And I'm utterly not concerned that the current value of the token is kind of on a zigzag path. And it's not, it's of course uh, well below the all-time high. I am not at all concerned about that. So the advice I would give is hoodle. Hold your funds, wait until core decide and the projects will emerge. At least I will do that. And uh, the, we are in for the strategic perspective, for the, for the long-term vision, which is uh, now approaching fast. I think uh, the timeframe I gave 2022, 2024 for, for larger scale applications of IOTA, I believe in that. Uh, maybe in, in 2025, we can have a podcast where maybe mm. you tell me that I have been wrong. <laughs> uh, but, but on the other hand, if you tell me you have a strategy and it cannot fail, then honestly, that's not a strategy. That's a no-brainer. Anyone else, any idiot would do that. So there needs to be a little element of chance, a little bit of insecurity of risk. Otherwise, you will not be able to capitalize on that risky situation. And we and Software G, definitely we are in uh, for the long term and we are happy uh, to, to reap the benefits when they really uh, mature. And that mm. will be in, in the next one to two years. I'm convinced. Yeah. You uh, had a Holger on the podcast uh, a couple episodes ago and he mentioned mm -hmm. that he's now seeing the uh, partners and the companies starting to invest in the actual IOTA token. Uh, some even bought over seven figures. So... Um, I'm hoping to see a lot more of that stuff uh, because it's proving that the company is actually acknowledging uh, the adoption of it and they want to continue using it. And um, yeah, that uh, that will, could also be one way how we want, would uh, explore tokenomics, uh, whether to invest into the to into IOTA token. Uh, but it's too early. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking yeah, forward to, to hear who, whoever it was to did that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If I'm able to talk about it, I'm happy to share it. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But it was a fantastic episode. Uh, thank you very much for joining in. I think this will be a very great opportunity for a lot of the community members to understand more about the EBSI, GaiaX, and what you're doing. And I'm really looking forward to the next updates for all the different things that you got going on. And uh, I'm sure we need to get you back on here for a later period to, to talk about everything when, once it's uh, announced. Absolutely. You can have me all the time. And I like to do some decent work in the, in the meantime that uh, when I surface the next time, I have some nice uh, things uh, to tell everyone. Mm. Thanks. We're looking forward to it. Thank you very much. And to the rest of you. Thanks very much. Get behind, get left behind, guys. Cheers. <laughs>